Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Relationship Lounge. Present, Reveal, and Heal. It is a Motivation Monday. I'm Coach Dan. You know, you can't heal unless you reveal. I need you to go ahead and tag your friends, tag your neighbors, tag everyone that you know that need to hear an inspiring motivation word. I have an amazing guest this morning. You don't want to miss this story. The topic for this morning is, they counted me out. I know that many of you that are listening this morning, you are that person. They counted you out, but you made it through. They didn't think that you would. They thought it was over for you. But because of God's grace and his mercy, and because of the sight in you, you made it through. So go ahead and reach out to anyone that you know need to hear an inspiring, an inspiring word. Because I'm here to tell you, this brother right here, Pastor Pearlstein Capers, he gonna bring it. And the, our prayer is that one person, one person will hear something to encourage them and help them along the way. Please put your hands together and help me welcome Pastor Pearlstein Capers. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm very well. I'm so grateful that you are with us this morning. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. I really appreciate it. I want you to feel complete liberty and transparency. That's the key this morning. My prayer is that you will let God use you and that you will share, you know, some things that once upon a time, you, you're like, I'm taking this to my grave. I'm not telling anybody. But we know, we discussed it off camera, that our stories don't belong to us. The Lord, he gave us the strength to endure and we are above ground to witness to the Greek, to the, the, the grace and the mercy and the power of God himself. I want to begin with um, asking you, who, sir, is Pearlstein Capers? Pearlstein Orlando Capers is the son of the Most High God who was born to the parentship of Mr. Washington C. Capers and Flora Bell Capers of Allendale, South Carolina. I am the six of seven siblings. I have two sons. I'm the father of two sons. I am a recovering addict. I'm a child of the Most High God. I pastored the Fountain Spring Baptist Church in Millen, Georgia. And I'm glad to know that I am a child of the Most High God. Amen, sir. You know, your name is peculiar. Your name is very peculiar. What does your name mean? The name Pearlstein Orlando Capers, uh, I asked my mother where did that name derive from? And she told me that I was named after my grandfather. So I wanted to see what that name meant. So one day I decided to take it upon myself to uh, research the name and the name Pearlstein means uh, lively stone born to lead which fits my personality and the person that God has made me I've came to realize that based on the things that I've encountered in my life it brought me to the conclusion 
and the realization that I am a leader. There's so many things that I have done in my life where my leadership capability came to the forefront. And even when I didn't want to lead, I was put out front to lead. Wow. You know, you said something because it's like, it's unavoidable who you are. You know, um, I learned a long time ago that you have to be careful what you name a child or a person or who you answer to. Because everything that that name means, you call it full. And that is pretty much what you deal with throughout your life. I know of many people that have changed their name because the name that was given to them was not who they were. I know that you can recall a couple of men in the Bible names got changed. Yes, I can. What would one mean? And the power is in recognizing who you are through your name. And as you have said, it's very important that you just don't pick a name, but you you pray upon the names that you, you give to your, your children, which is what I did. I have two sons and uh, vividly I remember uh, the morning when the Lord spoke to me on my way to uh, pick up my kids because I was a bus driver at one point or another. And uh, he gave me the name of both of my boys. And I obeyed him and they live out to this very day what those names mean. So once again, I can relate to the power of a name. And I'm so glad that I recognize what my names mean, not only to me, but to this world in which he allows me to be a part of. Exactly. When you think about, you know, I know that as a child, sometimes when it comes to our names, we kind of frown upon them if they're not a basic, a basic plain type name. Like with me, my name is Deborah Elizabeth. I hated both names. <laughs> I hated them because they weren't the, uh, the Tamikas and the Lashondas, <laughs> you know, they weren't, I didn't know no better. I, I didn't know no better with these other made up names, right? But I came to learn early on that those names that were given to me was the whole makeup of who I was and who I was called to be. Exactly. So it's very important. It's very important. Our last names most times might change, but those given names don't. So I'm like you, bruh. You know, I'm grateful to know who I am and whose I am. I'm grateful to understand the power in the name. So let's talk about you growing up. Let's talk about you growing up. You know, what was it like you growing up with that name? Did you have a nickname? Well, they call me, they call me Percy. Uh, actually, I haven't, I've been called Perk, but I've also been called names that didn't define my personality, that didn't define who I actually was. 
I've even been, my name have even been twisted where most people thought that I was a, I was a female. Only when coming in contact with me that they discovered that I was a male, all the way male. But coming up, uh, it was kind of rough in school because people, uh, they, they misidentify the person with the name. So a lot of times I went through, I went through a lot of things and being miscalled and I had to overcome, I had to overcome that because uh, as you well know, a lot of times people are ashamed of who they actually is. And I, I had to come to grips with, hey, my name was all right. Especially when I got into research and discovered what it meant. And 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 uh, realizing that in my in my growing up, it was placed upon me early and it takes me back to scripture that that says before I was born, he knew me. In my mother's womb, he shaped me and formed me to be a, a particular person, not just a person, but a very particular person. And I, I discovered early on that I was different. Uh, and and most of the positions that I was put in as, as a child, uh, I find myself arising from the bottom to the top, actually becoming a leader. Even when I didn't want it, when it, even when I didn't believe that it was in me, other people around us saw it in me. So I, I had a, I had a very unusual childhood, but it was, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Uh, I found out early on that I really loved the Lord, because yeah. in my in my early days, I didn't do the things that a lot of my peers around me was doing. I actually uh, got into the Bible early, not knowing that eventually one day I would be who I am today. Well, we can both attest and look back, you know, in our younger years and see how it made sense. All the things that took place in our growing and our rearing, who we are today and the plan that the Lord had, you know, for for our lives. Take uh, a few moments and just share a little bit about your story, uh, brother, in hope that you may say something to encourage or motivate someone. Well, uh, I, can, I can truly say that my life has been a transforming experience and all the things that I thought that I wanted to do with my life uh, after graduating from high school and joining the military and going through some of the trials and tribulation that I've encountered after growing up, it, it literally brought me to the conclusion that I, I was unique and, and I was special. In, in, in the sense of being able to endure hardship as a good soldier. Because in my journey, I went through a lot and uh, I wanted to always excel in whatever I did. So I, I put forth effort that others didn't. Even in my family, uh, 
they they counted me out. I went through situations in my life that just didn't line up with what they perceived or even thought I was supposed to be. And it was based literally upon the family lineage. So I was like the oddball. I, I broke the cycle of what they expected to take place in my life. And of course, my life, it it had many shares of ups and downs. Too much to even talk about. Right. But I can truly say that God has been gracious to me throughout my years of living. Uh, because I've been counted out more than one time. There, there, there are so many life experiences that that I've encountered from from the guns, from the drugs, from the streets, from flipping cars, from being in situations that I should not have been in, but I was there. And when you look at me or when you see me, you're literally talking to an individual that I know the power of God. I know that God has a plan for my life because in more than one way, the enemy tried to take me out and everybody counted me out. And out of nowhere, I will reappear. Yeah. So it, it, the power is in my being here today. The power is in my letting it be known that, yes, I've gone through diverse temptations. I've, I've been tried beyond measures. But I can truly say that all things have worked together for the good of those that love the Lord and call according to his purpose. And I firmly believe that I am one that have been called, that have been chosen, that has been handpicked for his purpose. At what point in your life, at what point in your life did you know that you were called to be different? Do you recall in your younger years but yet you still ended up on a different path and God showed you his mercy on that path, you know, that he wasn't through with you yet. So, so many times I encounter that. Uh, I realized uh, before I even graduated that there was a calling upon my life. And uh, I realized that the calling upon my life had nothing to do with me and and it's very revealing to be able to speak on that behalf and let people know sometime when when we feel as if we have been called to be different we go out of our way and beyond our measures to try to prove ourselves to people so quite fortunately in my upbringing I try to do things to please people that only led to hurting myself because everybody had an expectation that didn't line up with what God wanted me to be. And it actually put me in a position to do more harm to myself than good. Absolutely. And you know, I believe that sometimes we have, the pressure is on us, you know? The pressure is on us to, to try and 
be having well actually I call it a disease to please. And it's like, you know, when you're not completely sure of your purpose and you're not completely sure of your place in life, you know, I think that's a that's a real comfortable place, you know, for us sometimes is just to try to please everybody, be nice to everybody. You know, while it's a way for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And in the end, you're the one that wear the pain. Exactly. Because you're just really trying to figure it out. Exactly. Tell the uh, tell the listeners this morning, you know, what it was like for you, just a little bit, you know, what, what it was like for you in the military. Because the military is sometimes that you think is the answer. Whenever you get out of school, rather than go to college, you want to get away, especially if you uh, live in a small town and you've been there all your life. You decide, you know what, to go to the military, I'll be able to, you know, visit different countries and, and you know, travel and explore, you know. What can you say to the listeners this morning, how that part of your life contributed to you once again, knowing that you were different and that God had a special calling on your life? Well, strategically, uh, when I graduated, I I joined the military with the hopes of becoming a drill instructor, uh, becoming a individual that would eventually retire from the military with honorable discharge, only to graduate from basic training go to AIT uh, in Texas, uh, having gone to medical school and being sent to my first uh, permanent assignment in El Paso, Texas. And actually, it was in El Paso, Texas that things began to happen. Whereas if I didn't knew the Lord, I would have counted myself out because Looking back over that journey, it kind of puts me in the, the the position where Christ was put. And I'm not just lightly saying that. I actually went through that where I was put in the, like on the island of Patmos, like John. And I was put there away from everybody that knew me and loved me and cared about me. And the things that began to unravel and unfold in Texas was really the beginning of a of an awakening. Although it was so it was so demanding and pulling from me that I had no other choice but to rely on God. And and that was the beginning process that let me know that God can be counted on because I was literally up against the United States of America, they wanted to actually sentence me. And I'm not ashamed to say this to 20 years for not for something that I, to this very day, I had no part in, but God allowed me to graciously go through the, the process to reveal to me that he could be depended upon, that he could be counted on. And it was from that, from that, that personal experience in the military, because I actually went in the military to serve my country. And it made me 
the person that you are talking to today is the person that the military made me. They prompted me to be the best. They prompted me to be the sharpest. And through my trials in the, in the armed service, I got more recognition. And I can tell somebody today that when you're going through, it's not about you. Everybody could be counting you out. Everybody could be against you. But your trials define you. They purify you. Oh, they put you. They put you on a stage where others will come to inquire about what is it that's in you that keeps you alive. And literally, the Lord took some of the my most fiery trials and, and, and got glory out of them. And it leads me to the point today where my message to everybody is, don't let them count you out. And I bring it to you real. When you hear me, you, you, you're looking at somebody that's not telling you somebody else's story. This was my journey. And I, I tried to sum it up in as few words as possible. It don't make no difference how I sum it up. It's powerful because it's all the glory go to God. I look back over my life and I could see God's hand in my life through every process of life. He was bringing me and conforming me to be more of what he wanted me to be. And if I may say this, I will tell people there is nothing in trying to be somebody else other than who God wants you to be but pain and misery. That's that's a word. Just be who you are. Just be who you are. And, and if you're not accepted, appreciated, or understood, then that's a indication that those are not the people you're supposed to connect with. I hear you saying that if at any time you have to be somebody other than who God created you to be, you're in the wrong company. You're in the wrong company. And if I may say something on that right there, I find myself in the company of wrong people oftentimes. And at one point, I had a problem with it because I thought it was something wrong with me. But by having a secret place where I could talk to God all by myself, he informed me that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that what's upon you have allowed you to define those who wants to be around you. So I appreciate what the Lord has shown me about people. I believe that I believe that that's a piece when it comes to individuals finding their purpose when it comes because if you don't know who you are, then you can't put your finger on your purpose. Exactly. You know, it's like you have to 
you have to appreciate all the pieces of who you are. You can't be trying to fix and change something, you know, to appease a person to fit in a certain mold. Your purpose, I'd like to say, is your pain. Your purpose is places you've been. Your, 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 as far as trials and tribulations, you know, your purpose is where you, is where God brought you from. You know, as far as you know, things that other people be ashamed of. Because see, there has to be a people to talk to a situation that's been there. You can't tell it like I can about where I've been. And there are many that's been where I've been. But guess who can tell them? And it's the same with you. And I really believe that our purpose is in, in that. What, 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 are you, what is your, your take on that? I believe that what you're saying is true because it's hard to identify with a person's struggle if you've never been there. And it, it opens the door for ministry and opportunity because the scripture so very well tells us that we are to arm ourselves likewise. Uh, there are many passages in the Bible where Jesus was got on because of his compassion and his love and his understanding of the situation that people were in not necessarily mean that they're put they put themselves there because the the bible tells us truly that all things work together for the good of them that love the lord and are called according to his purposes so even the things that others would say uh doesn't look good ain't going to benefit you and they stop putting their mouth or their labor upon you counting you out saying that you're not going to amount to anything and something else that i would like to input here most of the time even jesus said if it was an enemy who did this i would better understand it so by saying this i hope it would unlock somebody most of the time prepare yourself most of your discouragement most of your disappointment most of the negative feedback towards you because they understand and see purpose in you that is not in them is going to come from those who you will perceive and think should love you i say it boldly and proclaim it on the top of the mountain i thank god for my family i love my family but it was my family that could not see what god is doing in me right now if it was left up to my family that you you would be interviewing me they would have never thought that i'm a college graduate my family never perceived that i would go to college and get a degree my family never perceived that i would teach school and touch the lives of troubled children they, they didn't see that the only thing they saw was me being on drugs me being in the streets me being somebody other than what the family thought I should be. But when it was all over with, they don't know what to say now. Because what they counted out, God counted in. What a testimony. God be the glory. Amen.
God. He ain't through yet. The glory. He ain't through yet. I believe. We just, we just a work. We just a product in, in, in his hand. That's right. Get into good workmanship. That's right. But when he get through with us. Oh, God. But you know what makes him not finished with us? When we believe that he, we are the apple of his eye, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. When we begin to operate in what he thinks about us. Because it, it, it's not what the world or what people say. is what he say that matters. And I'm so glad that I was out. There was time when I, I, I couldn't see my way. But I never believed that I would end that way. I always believed that God's word had a place in my, in my life, in my heart. And if I could speak it, because the power of transformation lies in what a man can speak. That's exactly right. So the Bible said we are to speak to those things that be not as though they should be, and those things that are as though they shouldn't be. And remember what Paul said. Paul said, when I desire to do good, evil is always present. Oh, what a wretched man am I. But who can deliver me from the power of sin? Nobody but the man called Jesus. When he kind, when everybody else counted me out, he counted me in. And one day I had that awakening. Uh -huh. I had that awakening because I was blinded. I was blinded. I was actually blinded to what the Lord actually had for me. And I could tell you, I've I've had to take. I've had to take authority, take my life back from the hands of, of the enemy. And the enemy is not on no pitchfork. The enemy is people. There have been many people that have spoken things into my life that I, I had to denounce and let them know that you will not have that kind of power and control over me because I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to rise up and through it all, It'll get better, and day by day, minute by minute, because it was it was a struggle. You know, a lot of time we want the anointing, but we don't want to pay the price. Mm. But I'm here to tell you, I believe that I am the person that I am today because I paid the price. I may not look like what I've been through. You might not see the notches, but they in my belt. I promise you, they are. They have made me do nothing but not compromise God's word. I don't care. I'm not a compromiser. And when I find myself falling short, I have a mediator. I know this. When and he wants others to know because so many are by the wayside. Not because that's where he wants them to be, but they have a lot of people to put them there. But I would, if I could say anything, I would say to him in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. God is not a God of a respected person. If he did it for me, 
And Lord knows, as you have said, you don't know my story. I can't tell it all by talking tonight, but you don't know my story. But Lord knows I got one. And it gives me hope. I'm just, I'm just humble to be that you saw this in me. And I can tell the world, I can let the world know that he lives. Yes. Because my, my passion is for the hurting people. Yes. I love to see people get up. I love to see people who other folks have counted out yeah. turn their lives around. Yeah. It's just real. Yeah. God is so real. Indeed. Indeed. I... You know, you have a way about you uh, that you would assume that you've been preaching all your life. How long have you been uh, a pastor? I've actually been pastoring 16 years. And I, my call into the ministry, uh, I saw so much coming up. And I, I told the Lord that. I didn't want that to be named amongst me. And if and if this is what it was all about, I would rather stay in my room and serve him. And the Lord spoke to me because in in coming into the ministry, I've been fought. People wanted to jump on me uh, because I believe in what I believe in and I, and I study. And the Bible says, study that showed thyself approval, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it goes by when others was in the street, I was falling asleep in the Bible as a child. And, and I always knew that there was a special calling. I always knew. I used to love to go to church as a child. And when I went to church, I never sat to the back even coming up in Sunday school, I used to get paid to expound on the Sunday school lesson. The older, the older saints used to get a get a, a thrill out of hearing me expound on God's word. And they always say, You you're gonna be a, a preacher. You're gonna, but I never allowed that to take me into the ministry. There's an assertion that comes with my calling. I heard God. I, I actually heard God spoke to me one Sunday and I was on the streets, but I always used to dip and dab. I go to church every now and then. And this particular Sunday, I went to this church, my home church, where my father was the section and I, I used we used to clean the church. I can go to the bench where I heard the Lord say to me, I call you to preach the gospel and I call you now. And that's the only time I ever was moved to go to my pastor and tell him. And immediately he said, I'm going to set up a date for you to do your initial sermon. So I did my initial sermon and went to a meeting. And I saw the way that they did my pastor. And I didn't want to, I wanted to step back down. 
to defend him. And he told me, say, you can't do that. God is calling you higher. And I went from that, that place where I start asking the Lord to put me under leaders that could show me how to handle the office of being a pastor. Because I've seen so much. So he sat me under this one pastor, God. To God be the glory. I thank him for everything he's done. His name was Pastor Roger Steen Gordon. But then the Lord started showing me too many things that was not fitting and lining up with, with, with what he expected from that office. And it, it literally jarred me. But I never was the type that bucked authority. I always embrace authority because the Bible said, do unto others that you will have them do unto you. So I knew one day that I would be in that position and I didn't want certain things to come upon me. So when I was serving under others, I tried to serve with the expectation that one day I was going to have the opportunity to be a pastor and I would not have to go through that. And, and actually when I hit the, the, received a call to go past the Fountain Spring Baptist Church. There was a lot of opposition that came with me being called to that ministry because of the type of ministry that it was. But in the 16 years that I've been there, you cannot tell me if you're connected to God that he will not transform a place that we go to worship and make it a house where people can come and feel his presence because the ministry that I oversee today is not my building, it's not my church. I'm the church. It's just a place where we go to meet God and his presence is there. But I've seen him literally take that place back from Jezebel's spirits. I just call it like it like I saw. Yeah. And they counted me out. They didn't, they bet money that I wouldn't be there three months. And I've been 16 years later, I'm still there. They tried to do to me not what you're doing. You embracing the truth. They didn't want me to speak the truth. They didn't want me to tell my testimony. They didn't want me to tell my, my story. They didn't. They wanted me to conform to them, but God did not allow that. I did what the Lord said to do, and today I'm blessed. They counted me out, but I'm here to tell you, I'm counted in. I know I am. Amen. Amen. God be the glory. Amen. Sir, if you, if, if to, to whoever's listening this morning, can you just give a, an encouraging word to anybody that's in transition, okay? They've been called to the ministry. They've been called out of darkness into light. And they're feeling like because their experience of dealing in the world, they've done things, you know, that they feel like 
they need to take to the grave. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so bad because they've been connected with people that ain't telling the truth about where they come from. It looks like they already dressed up, right? They look like they already dressed up. Their, their testimony is all pretty, you know, like they ain't never been through nothing. But yet this person know for sure that God has called them into the ministry to reach a people, but they still got shame on them. They still got shame on them. Speak to them this morning. What I would say, with, what I would say to that individual is what the Lord say to me. Those whom the Lord have blessed, no man can curse. Those whom God have cursed, no man can bless. You need to realize that the God that we serve is a spirit and they who worship and serve him must do so in spirit and in truth. The Bible say also that they who come to him must first believe that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek after him. And also remember that the greater your struggle, the greater your anointing. How do you know how, what defines you as being unique and called by God is when your struggles and your situations and your setbacks and your dilemmas don't take you out. They set you up. There have been many things, if you will look at me today, you will have no indication that this is what was gonna come out of it. Because I didn't, there was no sign of God getting glory. And here's the reason to my understanding. The devil have to beat you up before God can straighten you up. You have to be totally broken before God can put you back together. You have to be in that place of despair before you can hear, before you can breathe the clean air. And it's, it's, it's when you have gone through and the devil could only rip you, but he can't tear you. Why? Because God has, God has an adhesive that is not on the shelf. It's on high. And if God is pleased with you, then he is also pleased with you when you suffer. Because many suffer and complain. But through what I've learned is to embrace your suffering. Because when you embrace your suffering, God is doing more. He's putting you more together than you can ever imagine. Because the Bible says, count it all joy when you enter into Dabba's form of temptation. Knowing that the working of your faith through patience, amen, God, God gonna get glory out of it. That, that's why the, the gospel is so powerful, is when you could see somebody who have allowed God, like the Hebrew boys, to be put in the fire, but you don't ask God to get you out. You allow yourself to stay there so when they look in, they won't just see you, they'll see him too. You you have to you have to embrace the thing like Daniel. When you're in the lion den, he'll make the lion a pillar for you. I'm here to tell you, what we read in the Bible can actually be true, but it's based on us. All this that I'm sharing today, it had nothing to do with nobody 
I had to go nowhere and get no permission. And you better believe I went to some of the best facilities to recover from situations that was in my life and came out and, and did the same thing that I was the keynote speaker and say I wouldn't do. But when I met God, when I got for real with God, I didn't have to go no way. But he said, if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. His word is where the power is. Yes. I began to speak his word till it became reality to me. I, I've, I've seen to the glory of God, I stand in the mirror and give God his word back because the Bible declared that everything is going to fail except the word of God. And you have to go back to the beginning of creation. In the book of Genesis, the earth was dark and void, had nothing on it. The Bible said he spoke a word and everything came into existence. So those of you out there in radio land, if you could just believe in the word, you, we can either curse ourselves or bless ourselves. I choose to bless myself and I have done it. And the Bible tells us that our gifting will make room for us. It tells us that everything we touch will turn to gold. And Lord knows I have seen that. I, everything I put my hand to, if I really want to do it, he bring it to pass. He lets it be manifest. He brings those things like that that are in darkness, he bring them to the light. So get up, rise up, shake yourself off. We, we too often time look for somebody else to do for us what we can do for ourselves. You have to muster up the energy to get up because, hey, I was naked. I ain't had socks to put on. They cutted me out. I ain't had shoes to put on my feet. But glory be to God. Glory be to God. I got shoes I can't even wear. I got shoes I ain't even taking out the box. But I don't glory in none of that. I glory in the power of God because if I had to be naked to do this for the Lord, I'd do it. I don't need nothing. All I want God to do is get the glory out of my life. I don't need not another thing. I don't serve the Lord because of what he can give to me. He gave me life because I was dead. He gave me life. He gave me hope. He gave me the ability to raise my two sons because they say I was on drugs, on crack, smoking crack. I couldn't do it. They say I wouldn't be nothing. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. They counted me out. Lord knows they did. So many. If you just know the tears I cried because of how people did me. If you know the many those that were shutting my face, they counted me out. I wasn't good enough. But God. But God. Amen. Amen. Allow me to meet this awesome lady here who saw it. I ain't had to say nothing. I didn't come there for that reason. I just came there to deliver the gospel. But God had God allow you to see what I believe one day would have hit the wave. Yes. I just didn't know when. Yes. Yeah. God, God is the one that set things up. He 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 he's the one that set things up 
you know, on time and in in his timing, you know, your testimony this morning has been breathtaking. Your testimony this morning has been necessary. There are people that are listening that that's truly beside themselves right now. That's truly beside themselves right now. And I want to thank you for your transparency. I want to thank you for doing just what I prayed that you would do. And that's let God use you. I'm so grateful you said yes to this, to this interview. I really thank you. And I appreciate you. The thank you. Yes, sir. The Motivation Monday quote this morning. Don't count me out. I have been built and strengthened by life's battle. When you think I'm tired, I'm just getting started. When you think I'm dead, that's when I'm almost alive. And that quote is by Steve Miraboli. Ladies and gentlemen, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Be careful how you treat people. You don't know the story. You don't know why you see something different on a person that might not look good right then and there. You don't know what God has in store for that person. You don't know what you set yourself up for by cursing an angel. You have been listening to Revealing Heal live this morning. Thank you once again, Pastor Pearlstein Capers. Rob, I appreciate your testimony. I'm Coach Dan. Remember, you can't heal if you won't reveal. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and do the temple. Have an amazing day. You deserve it.